better run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, blitz are rush. I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. On the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to I'm Martin. Well, I'm Stevie. And welcome to episode 260 of Blurds R Russ. Welcome, welcome. I think this is the first time in a while that we've managed to record back-to-back weekends. So, um, you know, that's a, a well done for us. Um, it's going to get trickier and trickier as we move into the winter periods with, you know, think people getting sick and, you know, work schedules and all kind of nonsense. But I'm glad to have Martin and Stevie here today. Um, as we review a couple of different shows that have dropped this week or are shows that we're watching continuously. Um, I have a slight little, like, I don't know, like, spot in my mouth. So, like, that's why I'm talking almost like a little bit of a list kind of thing. Uh, got a little bit of a cold as well, you know, as we get into these cold winter months. Um, but it is what it is. Um, for anyone that might be joining us for the very first time, we at Blurs or Us have a very unique rating system. We call it a chicken rating system. If we think something's absolutely dead, it gets bones. Next up is a quarter chicken, half chicken, three piece, and if it's the creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. So I'm actually going to go first this week. Um, starting off with She-Hulk episode eight. Um, I, heard everyone raving that this was going to be like that this was like their favorite episode of she-hulk so i was like okay this is obviously the episode that daredevil appears um and i was watching it it was good i didn't think it was amazing i didn't think it was as fantastic everyone saying it saying it is um you know i think it just about gets a free piece um i thought that the humor and the chemistry between um, Matt Murdock and Jen Waters was pretty cool. Uh, I thought the fight scenes was, was, was nice. Um, I don't have as much familiarity of Daredevil from the Netflix series as everybody else. I think I only watched the first season. Um, oh, man, really? Yeah, I only watched the first season. And um, there's a lot of people online like hating on it because it's not as good as how it was the Daredevil, uh, the Netflix series is not as violent. I'm just like, what? Like, Again, I, I don't have, I don't hold that series in such high regards because, again, like I said, maybe because I only watched season one. Um, it I was thought, incredible. Like, yeah. it really was like one of the best series, like Marvel series I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I've only but, heard the things, so. But I don't know. I, I, I think that these are different things, aren't they? They're, this is very much more sort of like, I get the impression this is a bit more family friendly, whereas. Mm. Um, Daredevil was they did not hold back in that series yeah it was definitely grittier yeah far grittier and far more sort of adult yeah Um, yeah. I can see why people are a bit sort of like narky about it but at the same time you've got to separate them out haven't you yeah so I'll give it a three piece Um, Mike what do you think of this so far or what do you think of this episode Um, I I like the episode Um, 
obviously with now with the TV series, what they do is that the last episode or two, um, they really bring it to a head where there's this thing that suddenly happens. Um, well, like we saw in this Marvel um, and other series where it gets to the last big two episodes, two, three episodes, and something dramatic happens and, you know, we're now at the edge of our seats waiting for the conflict to be resolved. So that's exactly what we've got here. Um, I liked Matt Murdock being in it, um, firstly with the uh, with the courtroom stuff because it just, I think it just reminds people that, yes, Matt Murdock is in the MCU um, yes, he's made small appearances here and there, especially in Spider-Man. Um, uh, was it was it Spider-Man No Way Home? No Way Home. Um, yeah. um, and yeah, he made he made that thing a cameo appearance earlier on in the season as well of uh, She-Hulk. So it's just it's just nice that you know we keep getting reminded that he is in it. Um, it was great seeing a new suit that he had, um, and you know just the. I think they displayed Daredevil's abilities very well in this as well. Um, you know, there's nothing taken away from his character um, as both Daredevil and Max Murdock. Um, I even enjoyed the flirting that happened between him and Jen. It felt it felt natural. Yeah. Um, uh, and I appreciate that. Um, I thought Leapfrog was hilarious. Um <laughs> If I mean, as as someone who likes the comic books, um, yeah, Leapfrog is not this big character at all. So they just did well with with, with the character. I think uh, just showed how goofy he is and whatnot. Um, in the comics, he's a bit more. He's a lot more serious. But obviously, MCU um, because it's such a throwaway character as well. I mean, the story they did with him was was absolutely fine. I think, mm-hmm. um, and the bombshell that we got at the end of it, I think, was really really good. Um, it sort of harkens back to real life where you get sort of like you get I guess partners doing like revenge porn and that kind of thing mm. to bring down um to bring down a woman and that kind of thing. So again, this happened naturally here, I think, where, you know, she's going for a award or whatnot, and then someone hacks the system and then they show um stuff that's your private sort to her and just seeing her reaction to that, that I thought that was all Natural, it didn't feel like anything was forced. It was like, well, that's exactly how you would react if someone just blindsided you all of a sudden and what's supposed to be your highest uh, achievements. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the crowd's reaction. Like, obviously, I understand it. I, I hated I hated the crowd's reaction because rather than trying to stop the video or whatever, everyone just sat down and then got all upset that Jen Waters literally hulked out. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought that was that I didn't appreciate at all because I mean yes you want to be this big thing but surely you should be getting people going like yeah, okay cut this off or whatever the case is or whatever but they didn't do that and then they were all of a sudden surprised that Jen like I said was 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 freaking out and you know becoming a Hulk or more of a Hulk. Maybe just that, that. She, she didn't she didn't attack anyone in the crowd. She went after the one of the people that was like recording the whole thing. Yeah, so and the like, one, one people who was actually yeah. taking part in um, in sort of destroying her image. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at it in real life, right, if someone was doing something to you and, and you caught them, right, the police will be surrounding you. I mean, they may surround you, depending on where you are in the world, but they'd also have the culprit there as well, so they can 
yeah. uh, resolved the them. But in I this think, case, it's not like just all that just put out the window, and that I didn't appreciate either. I think um, it, I think we'll find out later on that it's all part of an elaborate setup because the fact that police were there so quickly it was almost it was, it was preemptive. So we'll probably yeah. find that in the, uh, in the final episode. Um, yeah, Stevie. So you, I but, give this. Uh, I give it a half. T- I still give it a half ticket, but it's one of the it's one of the better episodes by far for sure. Okay, Stevie, are, are you up to date on Chihok or not? So I give this I give this episode a big fat question mark because mm-hmm. I've not seen it yet. Okay, cool. <laughs> but right. I, but but so far I did watch because um, I was a little bit delayed on it. Um, I've just not really watched a huge amount over the last couple of weeks, so I, I did did a bit of a catch up. Um, and I I saw the one where she went to the um, the wedding. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was pretty funny actually. I I quite enjoyed like it. The, the more I watch this series, the more I'm watching it for a bit of a laugh. Mm. And I, I'm concerned that they're going to try and make it serious again. And I actually, I'm enjoying it for the, the comedy bits. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I, I can't help but get really fucking wound up every time they do show her in, in Hulk form because the animation on it is just so fucking awful. It's so dire. Like, the the way she moves her mouth and moves her hands, it looks like I don't know. She just looks like some sort of machine or something, and it looks slightly delayed. And I I just can't get past that. And no, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of if I can latch onto the the comedy bit, then it, it's better. But if they try and make it serious, hey, I'm gonna get wound up by it. Mm. What, what <coughs> are you guys? What what are you what are your guys thoughts about the the comedy versus sort of like. The, the action-y side of things. I don't mind the comedy so far. Like, for the most part, it's been fine. Um, I think the balance is there. Like, I've enjoyed the action. I've enjoyed the comedy. I just would have liked... I don't know, because I can't say that I would have liked it to be a bit more serious. Um, oh, yeah, it wasn't just a wedding. It was her going to that <laughs> that retreat as well. Yeah, that was the episode before. All right, I'm I back. It. I can't really hear you, Nana. I'm back. Oh, so he's back. back. Did, did, do I need to go back to what I was saying, or, or should we um, move on? You, you were saying how um, you had the wedding episode and you had the uh, therapy session episode. I said that were they were two separate episodes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um, I I just like the the comedy aspect that the bizarre kind of comedy that's that, that was in the the kind of retreat episode. Where you just call these different superheroes or superpowered people? They're all kind of like minor people, but they've they've got their own kind of you know like issues. I just thought it was very funny. Mm-hmm. I, I found myself chuckling. Like, I, so I want more of that, more of that kind of comedy. Yeah, but I have to see how the, the next episode goes. Mm. Is the next episode? I like. I'm liking. Um, I mean, she hopefully has for those parts has been a whole bunch of half chickens. By saying that. I just like I like that it's different because it's a character who I mean even even in her publications um, she's had very very few publications of her and on her actual adventures as more her being um, involved with, in other people's stories so Fantastic Four um, I think she may have appeared in um, yeah she's definitely appeared in Avengers um, um, Spider Man and a few other publications here and there. So she is very much uh, a nomad in terms of 
um, stories. So seeing her in this series, this I mean, like, like I said before, I think this series is just there to introduce to us um, new characters and just the general state of things in um, in the MCU because we've seen Leapfrog. Um, I believe in the comics he has... Um, no, in the comics he's, he's actually an engineer as well. Um, or, I guess, an inventor. Um, but, again, his story is a throwaway one. Because uh, I was going to message this. All right, all right. So, sorry, I apologize for um, the audio technical difficulties. Uh, we've had to end the stream, unfortunately, just to see if that's affecting um, the episode. Um, I think it might be Stevie's internet, to be honest. That's, if, if I'm having dodgy internet and Stevie's having dodgy internet, it just can't. It, it just can't ha- handle two people with bad internet. So maybe yeah. it's just the ego. It can't handle all, all the ego. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, mine. What was you saying before we got calf last time? So we see um, introduction of minor characters. So Leapfrog, um, Mister Immortal, Titania. Um, and we know that you know we have either superheroes or superpower people inhabiting like different parts of of the world. Um, obviously, this is focusing mainly in America, in in the states. So you have um, uh, Matt Murdock, who's who's flown down for the case. Um, obviously, you've seen a few other people. So um, I think all of it is just building just building or sort of building expectation for us that there's superpower beings here and there. Some of them have big roles in in um, um, in terms of the MCU movies, as some will just be there in the background doing whatever. So don't be surprised if a man or a woman or whoever it is, if a character basically just ends up teleporting someone randomly um, in the background, or some random person, or some D-list hero, or whatever the case is, is just present in in the film or in a scene or something like that. Um, so that's how I'd be treating it, and literally just going back and forth with what Jeff Waters is supposed to be as uh, as She-Hulk, which is just representing different people in different cases, and on occasion actually being a superhero, helping um, and sort of saving the day. Hmm. Yeah. Again, I think when this is said and done, is because next week's our final episode, right? Yeah. I think when this is all said and done, I think like a half chicken for the whole series will probably be the fair rating. Um, and so just to stick with Marvel, let me go to uh, Werewolf by Night. Uh, did we all get to see Werewolf by Night? Yeah, I got a chance to see it. Stevie? I've seen about three quarters of it and then I got family got in the way and <laughs> so I've not seen the rest of it. Okay, so. well, all right. The synopsis on IMDb is pretty crap. <laughs> and it gives it kind of gives it away straight away even though it is in the title follows a lichen thought superhero who fights evil using his abilities given to him by a curse brought on by his bloodline um I don't know how I, well I do know how I'm gonna rate it but like I give it a half chicken um I just don't think this was for me uh it wasn't like my kind of jam if that makes sense um I think this is something that like Thomas would have loved um, the black and white kind of what does it put me off but I didn't quite like it like when the aesthetics changed back to colour I was like okay this is more what I'm used to um, I thought the action was cool 
Uh, I thought the characters were interesting. The story is pretty like straightforward. Um, I'm curious to see how they introduce these characters into um, what do you call it? Into the the grander grander MCU. And um, was the character that was introduced um, Swamp Thing or Man Thing or whatever it's called? Man Thing. Swamp Man- Thing is something is uh, DC. So they uh, but I'll talk. I can talk a bit um, about um, our Man Thing when I, when I get to share my review about it. <coughs> but no, that, that I, I, you can you can you can take over. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll give I'll give you a half chicken. Um, it was cool. Like I just didn't love it. Um, you know. Yeah, no, that's 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 a fair rating to be honest. Um, I think I'll probably give it. Uh, I probably I'll probably give it a half chicken as well. Um, what I like about it is that uh, first of all, I like that it's black and white because it's just something different from seeing everything in color and super HD and all that stuff. Um, it, it harkens back to the old horror films that of of, of old um, horror films of old, um, where you know you can see that they've thought about the quality of it. Um, they've looked at how. Uh, I mean, for example, um, when you watch old black and white films, right? There's a little circle that that pictures oh, on the screen. Well? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I realized that's just that. there for when they need to. That's there to tell the uh, people in the cinema to sort of change the um, the tape, yeah. so that it's con- so that it just continues play rather than you have to stop um, and then change it and you know break people's immersion. So I really liked that, but also you could tell that the quality was a bit grainy as well. So you see at times bits and pieces of sort of like grainy white specks just flashing here and there. So which sort of um, took the show sort of backwards in time and of the film backwards in time, uh, which I really liked as well because it was all about you know sort of harkening back to those days of like old school horror films. Um, I liked the way Swamp Thing looks. I think Swamp Thing looks exactly like how he does in the comic, and even his abilities um, were like for like in the comics um so um sorry i, I say swamp thing i meant man thing yeah <laughs> um man Which thing was man thing the man thing is what the is creature it? known as ted yeah it was the monster <laughs> oh okay yeah so a bit of backstory uh so ted um was actually a scientist um working on uh on a project right uh, the project was to basically uh, it was basically stop ailments happening within or sicknesses happening within um, within um, soldiers. Um, that experiment turned all the um, subjects into mutants, not mutants like X Men, but into mutants as in mutated human beings. Mm. Um, so that was stopped. Um, that was a failed project. But then he partnered up with a couple who was, I think he was talking to at one point, <coughs> no, not Bruce Banner. Um, uh, it may have been Bruce Banner. I'm trying to remember from memory. It may have been Bruce Banner. It may have been someone else. But anyway, oh no, it was Doctor Kirk Connors. Um, Doctor Kirk Connors, who's um, the lizard in the, in the Spider-Man um, series. So, then a brief talk about you know um, sub soldiers um, and all that kind of thing. So he ended up going back to the drawing board and basically was making uh, a formula to make um, to make those said super soldiers. Um, what happens is that he's with his with, he's with his fiance, who turns out to be a member of AIM, which is Advanced Idea Mechanics. Um, mm-hmm. We've we've heard of them before, definitely in the MCU. So, long story short, she's a double agent. Um, she almost kills him as he's trying to escape from her. 
Um, and he goes into the swamp. Um, whilst in the swamp, he's mixing his, or I guess pouring out his chemicals, the chemicals that he had, um, and basically just turns into something at the end of it all. Uh, so that's a bit of substance behind him. In terms of his powers, uh, he is extremely strong. He is someone who basically guards the Nexus. So, um, um, a few, a few um, in early recordings, um, T spoke about Nexus beings and that um, Wanda from WandaVision, of Scarlet Witch, is a Nexus being. So he actually protects that wall between, between realms and between um, universes. So... Um, he has immense power because it's happened to the energy from the Nexus in order to boost himself, uh, especially in fights. Um, he's been that so strong, he actually punched the Hulk into space. Um, he, uh, he sort of draws on people's emotions as well. So emotions like love, um, you know, and, you know, very light feeling emotions makes him feel calm, but anything that's negative, he too get, gets a negative reaction from it. Um, all we saw in the film was that he grabbed someone's head and the person burned to his crisp. So that's actually an ability he has. And the ability is that if anyone feels fear, which is also negative emotion, anger, fear, uh, jealousy, that kind of thing. Um, so if anyone feels fear towards him, he can burn on the spot. So that's what we see there. Um, if you're someone who's not afraid of him, uh, there's a story of uh, Black Panther actually try to um, traverse the Nexus. Um, T'Challa literally looked in the eye and said, well, I'm passing whether you like it or not. And T'Challa's literally free to go through. Um, no issues whatsoever. Um, but you've had countless people who've burned to a crisp because of the fear of, uh, of Man-Thing. Um, he's, he's also had bouts with, uh, with um, the Thing from Fantastic Four, Ben Grimm. Yeah. Um, Ben has lost on every occasion as well. So this guy's a messy powerful being. Think that like, like his feats are absolutely ridiculous. He's got to the toe to toe of a lot of very powerful um uh people in in, uh, in the comics. Um so no, it was, it was really good to see him. And also sure it was really good to see him. I was good to see uh, I think it was Elsa Bloodstone as well. I was at least Bloodstone El Emily Bloodstone, whatever. Um so yeah, it was good to see her as well in this. Um what I did like about it was the actual introduction into, I guess, into everything. Um, I, I haven't read. I've, I've, seen, I've read how he how man thing. Um, I haven't read into the genesis of Werewolf by Night, mm. so I don't know if this story specifically has anything to do with any of the of the comic book uh, stories. But I'm saying that. Um, it was okay, I guess. It was just the whole, I guess, start to it because it looked like it was people out there to hunt man thing, um, and that the person who was well by night, he ended up um, sort of um, team up with um, Eliza Thorn, Thor, not Thorn Blood, um, Bloodstone to obviously try and protect him. So he had that happening there, but it just felt a bit clunky to me. Um, I enjoyed the sort of blood, blood sport, um, um, Hunger Games type of thing that was going on there. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, overall, it was a decent story. So uh, I think I'll give, it, I'll give it a half chicken overall. Okay. Stevie, out of the three quarters that you've seen so far, um, I, what... I really liked the, um, the, the black and white bit and the kind of like 
the way they were trying to make it look authentic with the, uh, you know, like like um, <clears throat> like you were mentioning about the the dot in the corner of the screen and the kind of the graininess. I I thought it was quite fun. Um, the only thing so far, the only color I've seen so far was the color of the bloodstone, which was also quite fun. That they you know like they they showed the red, but everything else was was gray and black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I kind of got vibes of of sort of like the what they were trying to do with the um, Scarlet Witch thing, um, mm-hmm. like TV series when they were showing the earlier episodes. Um, it it did, yeah. I mean, it was fun. I was getting into it, um, but part of me just I was watching it, just feeling like it was a little bit tacky. Um, so I just have to I have to see when I, when it gets through the rest of it, I have to see where whether I still feel like that. Mm. Um, is, is, are they going to do any follow-up to this, or is this just meant to be just a standalone special? I thought this was just like a Halloween special, but I do yeah. think, like, with everything that's going on in the MCU right now, that they will all end up linking into each other. So... Yeah. Halloween is November, so it's definitely not a Halloween thing. Sorry, say that again? Well, Halloween is in November, so... Well, no, Halloween's end of October. As October Halloween is. Yeah, Halloween is the last weekend of October. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Guy Fawkes is November 5th of November, yeah. yeah. Guy Fawkes is November 5th. But that's an English Guy Fawkes night, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, it, yeah, I kind of like, I think I'd probably go with um, with you guys. It's, I'd give it like a half chicken for now. <coughs> um, yeah, I'm enjoying, enjoying watching the rest of it, but yeah, yeah like i like the weapons like the guy that had the little like um like crossbow in his arm that was pretty cool and mm-hmm. the axe was was interesting as well um i thought the werewolf transformation would have been better i wasn't the biggest fan of how it looked but then again i guess if they're going for that like i don't know olden day gritty practical effects like team basically is what it looked like huh team wolf it's basically what you look like. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was the whole fan of that look, but, you know, if it's certain, if they're going for a certain style, then it is what it is kind of thing, innit? Yeah. Um, oh, I found the um, uh, the dude in the coffin quite funny. <laughs> mm. Again, a little bit bizarre just watching that, like, whether they're, like, wind, they're winding it like uh, some sort of, like, I don't know, like wind up organ or something like that. Yeah, and then he's 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 narrating from his death, and I just thought, what this is this is half quirky and half kind of serious. I don't know. Do you, would you guys have liked it to be more serious? Um, no, it was it was fine for what it is. Like, not everything in the MCU needs to be serious. Um, again, as a as a one shot, it was cool. Like I said, it'll be just interesting how they let go on for because I think what was only maybe like an hour and a half it wasn't very long it was an hour yeah so it, it wasn't very long it was it was, it was nice and quick it, it just did what it did and um you know introduced the characters very quickly uh yeah it was pretty cool I was thinking it was going to be some some like um twist where it was that the the dude in the coffin wasn't actually dead and he was trying to get rid of all the hunters Mm. Mm. Um, set them up against each other, and that there was actually no monster, and that they were just going to kill each other until one of them was left or something. And then I don't know. That was that was my thought initially. Yeah. 
No, it's, 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 it's a decent one. Um, I mean, we are, we are we are at some point going to get Midnight Suns, so um, this is a good introductory um, film into into Man Thing, and hopefully we'll, we'll, we're just going to go from there. Um, I liked the so with the amount of gore that was there and brutality. Um, I'm expecting Blade to be similar to that mm. in that aspect. Yeah. So that so basically there is hope for Blade yeah. if they don't shy away from things like this because we did see one of the kills where obviously we saw people saw dismemberment. Um, we saw someone get shot through the the mouth or through the throat, so from the chin upwards into the head. So we saw that happen, and we saw a sword stuck in someone's head. So. If they're able to do this, I mean, I don't know what the what the rating for this film was, but if they're to do, if they're able to do that, and I mean, I'm sure Blake has swallowed a similar suit where you know we may see a bit of gore and things like that, but this level of gore is not bad at all. Yeah. Um, if we're looking for a dark, a darkish um, themed Blade film. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. Like I said, I, I think when Big T is back on next week, he's probably going to give it a glowing review. This is definitely psych up his alley. Um, I watched the very first Hocus Pocus one because they'd done a sequel. Uh, I would give that a core chicken um, purely because of practical effects. Um, as they made a sequel and there was like a lot of like hype around it, I was expecting the first one to be really good. Um, maybe just for me, just doesn't hold up. It is a film that came out like what in 1993. Um, yeah, it just didn't do it for me. I will watch the sequel to see, you know, just so we can review it. Uh, Rings of Power episode seven. Hoi! Hey, after that hectic episode six, this was a nice little, like, chill, you know, develop the story a bit more, get to see what the Harfoots were doing. Uh, I am really enjoying Rings of Power. It is a whole chicken for me. Seeing the is it the barlog at the end? I hope I've said. Oh that. yeah, that that they that, had that as a, in the trailer, didn't they? Yeah, that was in fucking one of the trailers, cool. They had that leaf going down and everything. Yeah, that was fucking cool. Um, you know, seeing again like the, all the speculation of um that guy being sore and I can't remember his name. Uh, ha, what's the guy? The guy that they made the king. The one that's with Gladriel right now at the end of the episode. What, Sauron? No, not Sauron. His, his, well, they, he might be Sauron. What's his actual name? Yeah. It's called... Harbrand? Yeah, Harbrand? Uh, Harbrand? Oh, yeah, hell. so after this episode, I don't think he's Sauron. Hellbrand. Hellbrand. After this episode, I don't think he's Sauron. In, so in my opinion, after this episode, I don't think he's Sauron. He could still uh, be, I, but... I think he is. I think he is. I think it's all a fucking act. He needs to get into the elves. So he's going to be healed by the elves. He's then going to be given access because he's such a good build, uh, like Smith. He's going to uh... And then he's going to be in a prime position to help them create the rings of the power. Ah, uh, you're right. You're yeah. right. And in, in, in all of the supporting info... He has been Sauron was it was basically in disguise in the in the second age. You and are he right to make the rings of power and then give them to like fucking like elves and dwarves and humans. So he would have had to have been on par with them, talking to them, saying you can have these, all without them realizing that he was actually Sauron. 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, oh, I did. How did I miss that? Oh my gosh, he's playing the long con. He is playing the long fucking game, isn't he? Because um, again, if you think about it, um, he's let them the he's he's let Mordor be created. He's um, you know, like without without the creation of Mordor, um, and uh, he would have basically um never been able to sort of get in with the elves would he because what what would have given him the excuse to kind of get into the elves and uh, or be taken to the elves yeah i think a lot of this it feels like coincidental but at the same time he could well very well have been like the mastermind just nudging people's ideas or you know laying the foundation and letting it play out mm. no that is... anyway you carry on yeah, no, no, that's that's pretty spot on. Like, I did, I did not even put two and two together because, like, the way he was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna defend my people," and I was like, "Oh, this guy's clearly like being like the nice guy here. Mm. He can't be sworn." Mm. But then now that you say that, oh, he's just playing the long kong to um, get to the L's place and like you know getting good with them. Oh, that makes so much sense now. It'll make it that much more shocking to people who haven't read the book or, yeah. or know the story that when when he does eventually turn they're gonna be like ah. he's like he was he was the good guy and he oh yeah it's good that would be really really hectic yeah no man i'm i'm really enjoying this man like it, it, it is still a whole trick for me uh, i know this like high i want to say it's high fantasy isn't for everybody but i'm really enjoying it um martin what are your thoughts on episode seven i'm not watching it you want to watch it? Okay, fair what? enough. What? Why? I just haven't got around to see it yet. That's the only thing. Yeah, no, oh, okay. I didn't know it wasn't. It's not like uh, I, I'm not watching it because I, I refuse to watch the. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty much pretty much because I'm already watching House of Dragon, yeah. um, all I, sorts of <laughs> anime and stuff. So, so tell me. <laughs> so, much, about, so. so much stuff to watch, isn't there? Yeah. Um, oh, fair dues. Fair tell dues. me well, what you think um, of House of Dragon, Mayan. Um, I'm really enjoying House of Dragon. House of Dragon is a three piece for me. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm, I just like how everything's going. In the last episode, we got, um, I believe it was the last episode, we got um, sort of both the Valerian, obviously, tragedy um, has fallen on the Valerian family. Um, we see, um, oh, what's her name again? Marrying her uncle now. Um, basically, it's like the Game of Thrones has actually started. Um, okay. Oh, so is it? Do you mean that metaphorically, like the the Game of Thrones that we know has? Oh, as in the, the Game of Thrones, as in, other, yeah, the game, the game. So, what I mean, Game of once I Game of Thrones, what I mean is that the actual um, sort of treachery, backstabbing, um, <laughs> wow. sort of creating sort of political alliances here and there, and all that stuff, yeah. all that starting. So, um, <clears throat> it's one that's now going to be. Um, just absolutely insane. <laughs> mm. um, is there any hint yet of um, them getting to the point where Robert Baratheon gets on the on the throne, or, or could ever? It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. It would be. I mean, I just think we'll see Robert Baratheon on this. Um, say, say it again. What? We won't be seeing, but I don't think we'll be seeing Robert Baratheon at all in this because this is centuries before Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Today. But yeah. like, is there? I mean, I I can't remember what. How he gets on the throne, or whether or not it's uh, he, he kills the Mad King. Sort of... Oh, he killed the uh, the Mad. He King. killed the Mad King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So um I do, yeah. Yeah, so it's um so Prince Damon marries his 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 niece. Mm. Um so right, this is this is after the funeral of, of his wife, so um Again, that's all very, very interesting. Um, the two share a night, the night tonight, uh, the night together. Um, they then, um, basically, basically um, there's a whole bunch that happens in there, but I, but I thought the, the overall episode was a three piece, uh, purely because, um, you have Queen, um, Alison who attacks, um, uh, Redis. Uh, is it, is this, I don't think it's Princess Redis, is it? No, it's not. Oh, um, Rhaenyra um, ends up attacking Rhaenyra um, because of her sort of. Uh, what I'm trying to say, no, it's not jealousy. It's, it's, you know, when people think or plan ahead about all the possible things that can happen for this person to sort of usurp me and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of was what, what it is, but I was paranoid about them trying to do stuff to you, and then they preemptively do something. So that's what. Um, Queen Alison did. She preemptively struck um, uh, Renera. So that's how you know. That's how we now know that political lines have been drawn, or family lines have been drawn here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next episode onwards, we're, we're, I'm sure we'll be seeing um, you know the pulling of houses to to either side, and then the family war breaks out and stuff like that. So um, it's going on for interesting times. Um, but overall, three piece. Um, the season overall is a three piece. Okay, um, from cool. where we are right now, yeah. So thoroughly enjoying that. Cool. Uh, I'm actually gonna go quickly back up my list to. Um... Oh, I had a quick question for oh, you, God. about Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that the scene where you see the uh, the the leaf float down past all the mithril, yeah, um, veins and everything, and and in, and then you see the the Balrog. Do you think that the all the light of the Mithril is almost like an, a prison for the Balrog. Yeah, that's kind of what I took it as, is like that that leaf has like awoken the Borag. But yeah, yeah, but like the, the leaf might have woken the Balrog, but like the fact that because there was a fuckload of of Mithril mm-hmm. veins there, wasn't there? And and it's it's supposed to have its own light, and it's it's basically like the thing that that heals everything, and it it's almost like goodness against or light against dark mm-hmm. and they had they tell the story about the the balrog and the the bee the light being of light having that fight and lightning strikes them and it and it sends sort of like them down into the into the what do you call it into the mountain yeah and i was just thinking to myself they start mining all the the mithril and it will weaken the prison cell that the mithril is if effectively doing uh, to stop the Balrog from emerging, yeah. So it might have been a, like awake the whole time, but the fact is that it, it can't get out because there's so much mithril everywhere. And as soon as they start taking that out, that's going to then allow the Balrog to get out. Well, I think the mithril's still there because they haven't actually started digging yet. So yeah, I think no, the, the so so that's they're giving you the hint that the Balrog is there, but there's no way that it can get out right now because because they haven't taken any of the mithril. But as soon as they start mining all the all the shit out of that mithril, it's going to then allow the Balrog to escape because there'll be less light around. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. That's, that was my kind of like. Well, I was just thinking. That's what I kind of took from it. 
No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, Rick and Morty episode five was the fortune cookie episode. Um, I'm still enjoying Rick and Morty. I thought this episode was pretty interesting. I like the concept and like, like the villains in a sense were like getting superpowers from the uh, fortune cookies. That was quite amusing. Uh, so I'll give this episode a free piece. Uh, mine, uh, mine, and Steve, are you watching Rick and Morty? Yeah, I'm watching Rick and Morty. I give it a three piece as well. I absolutely enjoyed this episode when it came to the um, the fight at the end with fortune cookie stuff. Um, because I don't think, I don't know if there's a I'm sure there's a film out there that's done it before where you just get random powers like maybe there's a patch or something that you take and it gives you a random power. You don't know what that power is. If it's not done in film, I'm sure it's been done in an anime or something like that. Mm, yeah, no, so definitely it's here where. You know, the fortune cookies gave people different powers, um, the ability to stick to walls, the ability to always get headshots, the ability to be immortal, or all that kind of stuff. And seeing how Rick just um, just once once again pulls through um, is is amazing to watch. Um, I mean, Rick and Boy for right from the get go has always been a full a full sorry a whole chicken um, series. So I mean, this episode did not disappoint at all. Um, it's interesting that the whole point of the Citadel being broken and things like that was to show that, and, you know, the, that, in a sense, golden timeline that Rick made mm-hmm. in a book commas was all set up to make him super smart, like the smartest person in those universes, um, you know, always sure they can pull away of our situations and things like that, or pull himself out of uh, tricky situations and all that. But, do you know what? It's almost like, it can almost disregard that because... So far, th- these five episodes, we've seen that no matter what happens, no matter, no matter even if he messes up, like like the episode of the Knight Family, um, where basically, essentially, they lost, but then they won technically due to the fact that the Knight Family hated doing the stuff that they said people had to do, like go to work, pay taxes, and all that stuff. Uh, but he's like, so technically, he lost, but then he still won in the end anyway. And it's very much so this, where, um, yes, he's not. He, yes, he's not invincible in you know outside of his timeline, but at the same time, he's still able to come heads up and things like that. So all of it was just real fun to watch. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, I thought it was funny at the end was like when Jerry made him his friend, and he was like, "Oh, you just ruined it." I was like, literally, could have lived forever. Um, yeah, because the fortune wasn't done. Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty cool, man. Steve, are you up to date and watching Rick and Morty? No, I've not seen any any of the new season yet. Oh, um, mad. Probably jump on that because I really, really enjoyed the the, the other seasons of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, am I the only one watching Andor episode five? Oh, I've seen Andor as well. I yeah, haven't seen any Andor. Andor at all. I, I'm going to binge the shit out of it. Do you know what? Yeah, it's a slow burn, but for once in my like life. I'm not minding it being so slow. Like, cool, not a lot's really happening. Because it's, 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 it's like, it's an espionage movie, isn't it? And like, Obviously, for yeah. me, there's like, it's not like a political battle like in Game of Thrones, isn't it? But there's a lot of like back and forth talking wise, which I find it quite intriguing. Especially since like in this story, yeah, Andor's like the fifth spy that's been brought on that's like potentially gonna, you know, cause a bit of a headache. But like in this episode, he was giving them good information and like you were just like, if Andor wasn't there, this mission would have been doomed from the start. Um so yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna give this a half chicken. 
it depends on how they take it, how they still land in. Will depend on how high my rating goes up. Um, and also, I do need some kind of. And I'm hoping that we're gonna get that in this like whole break, like this plan that they're doing. Um, get some more action um, because yeah, I need, I need, I need some, you know, a little bit more action for my rating to go up as well, man. Like, even though yes, it's a spy for a lot, this is still Star Wars, so I do want to see a little bit more of that Star Wars element to this. Um, but yeah, so right now I'm sticking a half chicken. Uh, what about you, Mayan? Um, for me, it's a half chicken. Like I said last um, recording, when it comes to Andor, it's one where because we only know what the character does and you know that how basically how what his journey is like. For me, I don't think it's one where I need to go back and look at his um, look at how he became Castian or Casa or whatever Andor to then you know get the plans from the rebels and things like that and then you know end up helping even, even though he died end up being a martyr and helping um actually the cause of the of the um rebels that we see in episode four i believe so i mean for me it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a throwaway story um nothing really grips me that to be fair the only things that interest me about the series is basically seeing the, the impact of the Empire, but we already know the impact of the Empire because we've just had uh, the Kenobi series mm. and what the Empire is actually doing to people. I mean, the fact that Vader was been around really, really killing people and things like that, um, seeing the full force, not really the full force, but seeing the presence of the Empire, I think that alone was enough, so I'm not getting anything more from this, to be perfectly honest, but it's just an addition to it, just to see, oh hey, the Empire's still about, and obviously I mean, they're everywhere, and you know you're trying to, um, you're trying to raise a rebellion against them, and it's you know it's more like guerrilla, guerrilla warfare, where it's like hit and run tactics and all that stuff. I mean, th that's not exciting, um, in the least. So, yeah, half chicken for me. Uh, I'm not really enjoying the show because nothing new is happening. It's not like Mandalorian, for example, where brand new character. Just before episodes four or five, sorry, this, uh, in between episodes uh, six and seven, so you can play with stuff. You know, you can you can add stuff into it because you know no really cares about the about the um, the sequel trilogy. Um, it literally, you can implement whatever you want into there, and as long as it fits into a timeline, it's absolutely fine. I mean, we get characters like Ahsoka who's still about. We get characters from Rebels who have been seen, mentioned, all that stuff. Um, so that stuff is exciting because we already, we already know these characters and we see them in that show. And when the Soka show comes, I'm sure it's going to be more interesting than Andor purely because we've seen her journey already. But we don't know the in-between between episodes six and seven. Um, Andor is more like, well, okay, now these characters are super important. Important in terms of story because obviously they're the ones, like I said, who got the plans for the Death Star. I expose the weaknesses. Other than that, it's, it's, I mean, you don't really care about it. It's almost like it's almost like caring about the one guy behind the scenes who ended up moving things. About. It's all like imagine it's like um, I think the best analogy is like Snape, for example. You didn't realize how much of a G Snape was until you actually went to the background and saw that oh, he was he he really loved his chicken, blah blah. So he moved around and did that, and and did those kind of things behind the scenes to protect Harry and whatever yeah. for love. So, I mean. Again, it's a bit of a throwaway thing because it's not really conducive to... I mean, it's conducive to who Snape is, 
But in terms of the grand scheme of things, it's not really that important. So um, that's what I think anyway. Mm, yeah. Again, I'll be curious to see how they finish this off and see whether it goes up or down in our, our ratings. Um, where am I? Intergalactic. Uh, was that the only one that managed to watch this? No, I watched it as well. Look, at, uh, look, look at my notes. Okay, cool. Stevie? Yeah, I saw it, man. Yeah. All right. Intergalactic. Um, ambitious artist Jabari attempts to balance success and love after he moves into his dream Manhattan apartment and falls for his next-door neighbor. Um... This for me was the best thing I watched this week. Um, I really enjoyed this. Um, I'm gonna give this a whole chicken. Um, I enjoyed the art style. It, it gave me um into the spider uh, into, into the spider verse vibes. Um, mm-hmm. with the art style, uh, I thought the voice acting was dope. Like I didn't start watching and think, oh my gosh, I need to put this in Japanese sub uh, Japanese audio with English subtitles. Like the the was the, there an option? No, that wasn't an option, but I'm saying, like, a lot of times when I watch things where, like, it's um American anime, so to speak, like, you can clearly tell that, like, the mouth work isn't the right mouth work. Um, and the cast for this was is obviously stacked. Kid Cudi, who plays Jabari, uh, Jessica Williams, who I had the privilege of meeting, so that was pretty cool to see her in this. Um, Timothy Chalamet, Laura Harrier, Ty Dollar Sign, uh, 070 Shake, I don't know how to pronounce that artist's name. Uh, Vanessa Hudson, Jaden Smith, Macaulay Culkin, Christopher Abbott, uh, Otoro uh, Castro, Tiana Taylor, the legend Keith David, uh, Louis, Louis, Louis Guzman, who's also another big boy legend, and Francesca Rio. Um, for something that was like an hour and a half, it flew by very quickly. Um, and it was kind of interesting that they did it in like, um, what do you call it? episodes in a sense does that make sense like they had chapters um yeah it was like one whole hour and a half story they broke up the chapters so i thought that's quite interesting um yeah like i can't it told a good story but i kind of want like uh, i kind of want more in it like i want a, mm. a, a a season two so to speak um yeah this gives a whole chick for me man um it felt like um an animated music video um and yeah man i really enjoyed this a, a lot of things just made me laughing at like how we've all been in some of the situations that they portrayed in this movie when it comes to love like i've been in a situation where like i've been single and literally no one has ever like paid me any attention and the moment you get into a, into a relationship like people just start coming out of woodwork saying they like you um or like your life when you know you were with your current girlfriend wasn't great but the moment that you break up and then you start like going up in the world she kind of appears out of nowhere tries to come back into your life um getting the advice from your friends about like don't sleep with her because you know it's not gonna affect your friendship or sleep with her like what are you doing why are you being a pussy um like oh the guys um the the the, the skate the what is it the bmx guys um like analogy about it <laughs> what was it do you one know, of them was do, talking about do you know who the girl was? he met in the laundrette or whatever and oh his friend yeah the russian spy he turned, <laughs> I mean, a russian spy and then the other one who, who met a girl and she came around and just stole all of his shit and it was the most in, intense thing he'd ever experienced so do you know who the one that got robbed was no who is that that's macaulay culkin's character 
<laughs> yeah, he really? was telling that story. That made me brilliant. Um, and like, yeah. it just made me laugh as well when like he went to his exes to say like, oh, like you know, we can't be friends because clearly like we're not understanding how this friendship works. And she was like, well, by the time we get downstairs, I'm gonna have blocked you. I was like, hold on, like you caused the problem, not him. Like he was just being rude with you, and um, <laughs> you basically like. It made it out like he's the arsehole. Um, that's, that made that made me laugh. And then like when she got upset with him, and she was like, "I'm upset at him, but like I still hope he comes to my art gallery." And I was just like, "How is he meant to know he's meant to come to your art gallery if you're not talking to him?" Especially after like he tried to like make up with you and make peace, you basically just told him to like fuck off in a sense. So yeah. like it just made me chuckle like these like real life situations and how like you know it was done in like that art form. And then all the music in this was just sick and on point. Like, like I said, it just felt like a really good, awesome, long music video um, in an anime style. And I, I, I like the scene where her friend, was it Katrina? Yeah, her Karina, her friend Karina um, talked about their first date. And um, they did that <laughs> anime hilarious. style because they went to the Japanese restaurant. Like, I love that, man. That just fucking just made me laugh. Um, yeah, man. So this gives a whole chick for me, man. Like I, she's talking about the Punan. That's what she was talking about, wasn't she? Yeah, exactly. And they, the guy was like a, a, a Japanese fanatic, so they went to um like a a ninja a ninja restaurant. Like that just made me chuckle so much, man. Like <laughs> that was so cool. I yeah. I really enjoyed it, man. And uh, yeah, like I hope you know. Kid Cuddy does something else just as good as this because I thought it was just really interesting and very well done. Um, yeah, yeah, whole trick for me. Uh, Mine, what did you think of this one? Um, I give it a whole trick and like you, Alan, I really enjoyed the animation and I enjoy just how real to life it is. Um, I haven't been in those sticky situations at all, but I could definitely um, imagine You've what never been in like that, any of those sticky situations. Say again? You have never been in none of those sticky situations. Listen, I like to live my my life calm, so <laughs> I I do I know I I've maneuvered my life into such a way that I have no issues like that. Bruv. No one slides my DMs, sending me all these risky or risque um pics and whatnot. Nah, my life uh, is good, you, man. You I, have, have, I have one you, girl to focus on. You have definitely um, been in a situation where to. you have definitely been in a situation where you've been told to smash. I know that for a fact. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's that's happened, that's that's happened, exactly. but not when I've been involved with someone and then someone else comes oh, along, yeah. and, uh, along to sort of like you know, like sending sending nudes or whatever like that to get oh, yeah, in trouble or anything. Not, not Nothing like that's happened. Not, not I'm just like, wasn't with a wasn't with a chick. I'm with a chick, and you know, what I mean, that's just me and my relationship. <laughs> oh, so wait, hold but, on. So you, yeah, I've been told definitely told this much. Like when when we're at the bar, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to. What am I doing? And I'm like, cool, fine, whatever. So hold on, no. I think you're. I think you're. You're misunderstanding slightly. So you've never like mm. gone through a period, yeah, where you've been single, and then mm. you've got into a new relationship, and then someone's been like, "Oh, you know that I liked you," or like, "Oh, I thought you were cute." You've never had that. That's, that has happened. Mad. That is wild. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, I have. Had, I have had girls hit on me, but no one from say my circle friends has gone. Oh, you know, I really liked him. Blah blah. But you know, you're in this ship now. Um, I've had that, but I've definitely had. Um, women, random women, walk up to me, like over that sense of business being my with my girl, and going, "Oh, by the way, you know, hey, you're really, really nice." Blah 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 blah. blah. Those have had, I'm just like, I, I kind of like, oh, wait, I do feel flattered when that happens though. Yeah, but um, 
Yeah, everything, everything in this was just realistic, do you know what I mean? Because, for example, the ex that sent him the pic, right? She didn't know that he was in a relationship and all yeah. that stuff as well, so she sent it off, obviously. Because um, she was trying to get him back. She was trying to get him back, exactly, so I can understand the thought process, mm. do you know what I mean? Um, for the one who's who was in a relationship with him, um, obviously she didn't know this girl existed in that, in that either, not that it would have changed her opinion, but or her, her approach to the relationship, but, you know, there's the truth there. He, he didn't know that he hasn't spoken to this girl in, like, a month or whatever the case mm. is. So it's just unfortunate circumstances, really. So no one's the bad guy here. No. Um, but it's, it's such... I think the soundtrack is, is really, really nice. It fits in well with everything um, and the situations. Um, I just like how everything's just animated quite nicely. Um, the story is really good as well. Um, I, do you know what? For me, I don't think I need to see a sequel because it's one where okay, that, there's already been a conclusion. The conclusion is that they are in love and they're still going through that process of figuring out what their relationship is. That's I'm, I'm fine with that. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe a... But if there is a sequel, I hope the sequel just builds up a little bit on the it builds on a little bit from 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 this and doesn't that you know go crazy and all of a sudden maybe not in, not in, maybe not necessarily in a sense like a direct sequel but another like mm. almost in this art style in this whole um anime music video kind of thing in it like that's kind of mm. more what i'm saying that i would like to see because yeah because just... we can look at other characters right mm. like, we, we can look at the, how she moves on do you know what i mean or we can look at one one of the friends or whatever and you know, have a have a separate film about that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, um, overall, I give it a whole chicken. I think it's a great, it's a it's a great film. Yeah. Now calm, 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 calm. Uh, Stevie, what did you think of this? Yeah, whole chicken as well, man. I, I really, I, I really like the art style. You're right. It totally reminded me of uh, Into the Spider Verse. Um, but it was also just a great story like it, it it kind of followed the story beats that you know like when you classic story of um you know like he meets the girl you know they're gonna have go through like a bit of a tough patch but then get mm-hmm. over it mm-hmm. um i'm sure there's a name for that kind of sort of like story beat but at the same time it's just so well done and uh and yeah i, had a, I just had a really fun time with it um i liked all the well, just that the music fitted in with it, with, with everything, and even like they'd even designed some some of the scenes to fit with the music. So when the music beats dropped, they had like windows or doors closing or or things happening in the world at the same time as the as the rhythm, mm. um, which I was like, this is so cleverly done, it's really really nicely done, and. Um, and Dan, that guy is like so in touch with his emotions and, and just he's like the he's like the perfect guy, isn't he? He's like he told Stevie, me. do we do we do we need to tell your wife that she should be worried about uh, <laughs> animated uh, <laughs> animated character. Like no, but you know, like uh, uh, so many times you hear women like complain about like guys are not in touch with their emotions mm. enough or or they're mm. just not like, you know, they, they don't you know they'll they'll I don't know they'll they'll just ghost you or they'll go and uh, uh, what do you call it um, they'll 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 break up over uh, the phone or something. They even talked about that, didn't they? The guy yeah. 
the guy, the one of the guys on the BMX was ghosting his girlfriend or whatever, and, and yet this guy has got the balls to go up to his ex and say, "Listen, that wasn't. You can't do this anymore," and yeah. and talk talk to her like that. And uh, yeah, I was just like, "Damn, this 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 bloke is. He's just like he's 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 obviously minted as well because he lives in a huge fucking apartment mm. block. He's doing like." Art style, art and and street art and shit like that. And he's also, you know, like completely, you know, like just a really decent guy. Yeah, it's just like. Do you want to know who the kid on the bike was? Who's the kid on the bike? That's Jaden Smith. Oh god, man! This this thing is just filled with like so many famous people. eh? Yeah, man. The car. That's what I said. The cast is stacked. Absolutely stacked, yeah. and even uh, Mr. Rager, that's um, Keith David. Keith David, forgot his name. Um, okay, like no, no, your your mic, it's so mic. Yeah, I, can't, I can't hear what you're saying. No, no. He's, the, he's the famous black actor, well, black actor, the famous voice actor. Is he that? Yeah, that's Mr. the Mr. Rager guy. Yeah, sweet. I have to check that out. But I just thought the whole thing was a, a wonderful kind of exploration, wonderful love story. Um, just really enjoyed it. I kind of want to see more. Nice. It left me left me wanting to to see more of that universe. Mm, nah, don't, don't. All right. Uh, am I done? I think I'm done. Oh no! Last little thing, quick for me. Uh, Spy Family episode thirteen and fourteen. I am so happy to see that Spy Family is back. Um, if you weren't able to watch season like this part one of season one when it came out um during the spring slate i believe it was um i would definitely this is the anime that was probably my anime of of the spring slate um and unfortunately it's probably not going to be my anime of the winter slate because it's got to compete with bleach and bleach is just has a special place in my heart so uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna love Bleach to death. Uh, mine, did you well, have you watched both of the latest episodes, or have you only just watched um, episode 13 because episode 14 dropped today? Um, so uh, what? Where, where are you watching it on? Are you watching it on Crunchyroll? I watched it on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Okay, because mine, mine just called the season two rather than um, rather than season 13, 14. Oh, sorry, episode 13, 14. Yeah. So season two, episode one, season. Two episode two. I've only seen season two episode one, but episode thirteen. Yeah. Um. So that was that was fun. Um. Just to return to, um. Just yeah, just to return to the to the series. I think I think overall, I mean, it's a good series. So much so that I'm up to date on the manga. Nice. Um. Just waiting for I've been waiting for the longest time for it to be up for a new um episode, so a chapter to come out. But yeah, it's really good. Um. Also in, in episode thirteen or season two episode one. Um, it was where she first meets the dog, and the dog has um, ESP, where he's able to look into the future, predict certain things in the future. So, seeing those two sort of psychic abilities, hers being hers being um, oh, what was wait, what was her ability? Again? Hers like being a telepath, so she can like hear people. Ah, so she can she can read, yeah, she can read people's thoughts. Yeah, so her power coupled with his power is just is just awesome. Um, in the manga, there's a bit where there's actually a family adventure, but um, I will not spoil it. I'll wait to see that episode. Yes. But this season is going to be a fun season. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to watch the new episode. Um, episode 14 or season 2, episode 2. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. 
Nice. Well, this is a perfect little segue to get into Martin's week and all the anime that Martin's watching. And if there's any that he would highly recommend, I'm going to highlight in red. Oh, okay. I'm not going to highlight in red because his stuff is already in red. I'm going to highlight in uh, maybe blue. And I want to add it to nope, the because what blue is what I've, I've, what I've currently watched. <laughs> right, I'm highlighting a different color so that I can know that mine's highly recommended it. And if I get some chance to, I should really watch it. Underline it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do something. Like mine. Yeah. Go. So, um, I didn't mention this last week, but um, Ruby Ice Queendom is is finished. Um, there's five episodes long. Um, I give it a three piece. It's a very good. I think it's a very good series. Um, it, it fits in literally between episodes one, episodes, I guess, three, um, probably episodes two, where you get the cast of Ruby, so you get Ruby's team, you get Team Juniper, you get some other teams being um, being formed. And um, if anyone's seen the um, first season of the Ruby series, the original Ruby series, yeah, it's between when um, Ruby Rose joins the academy and where they have the um food fight scene um well the episode that has the food fight scene in it so that's where it sits in um yeah i mean animation wise animation is good um it's nice and crisp the fight scenes are quite nice i, I much prefer the original series um um the story the story is good because it's one that it doesn't basically you can watch the Ruby series without having to watch this this um series this Ruby Ice Queendom series and it's perfectly fine. You can watch this Ice Queendom series and it absolutely does nothing for the continuity of uh, the actual Ruby series. Yeah. It's just a side it's, it's, like, it's basically like a side quest. Um but it's one that I could thoroughly enjoy, so three piece for that one. Um I'm currently doing my bleach rewatch, so I'm on episode two hundred and eighty three. This is still the uh, the Esparta arc. Um mm-hmm. Where it's the, well, I can't remember the, the, the names, but it's, um, Captain, I think it's Shusui, is it Shusui Aboe? Uh, the one, the pink, uh, the one, the pink kimono, and the other one's the one, the white hair, oh, long white hair, who's always sick. So it's those two versus. Taki, I think his name is. Uh, okay. I can't um, remember. I, I, yeah, go on, sorry. And, um, they're fighting against the number one ranked Espada. Yeah. So that's, that's the wolf guy whose partner can transform into a gun and he creates, well, they both create um, wolf cells, which can explode the impacts of things. So yeah, um, that's where I am right now. So yeah, quite is, interesting. Oh, and the wizards have finally entered the fight. So that's where I am. Okay. Um, my hero, Emia, um, I've already spoken about this, but episode two has dropped, so I'll be watching that right after we finish recording. Nice. But um, I'm also reading the manga and in the manga, oh my gosh, it's just, this whole arc has been ridiculous. It's the final arc, but it's absolutely ridiculous. It's a whole chicken all, all around um, where we're seeing um, Shigaraki versus uh, versus uh, Deku now, and I'm not saying anything else, but it's just it's honestly amazing, just all the heroes gathered together, um, I mean, it's no secret that the more the seasons go on, the more you see different agencies and heroes team up with each other to take on um, um, all for one um, forces. 
Um, so yeah, this is this is just more of the same, but it's absolutely amazing, absolutely popping off. So uh, if you don't watch, if you don't read the manga, I highly recommend you go read the manga. Um, but yeah, season six is going to be absolutely amazing. I mean, it'll, it'll get to a point where you 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 have to like you're wanted to want you're wanted to watch the next episode straight away. So if anything, maybe maybe in season six, wait a little bit, let it build up for a few weeks and watch it in one go because it's going to be it's going to be that good. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's switch on that. What else have I been watching? Um, let's see. There's one, there's a new one called, um, Superior Race Beast Tamer. Um, this is one where, um, in a way, it's similar to another... Okay, it's, it's not so similar. Alright, so the synopsis of this is that there's a Beast Tamer who's part of, um, a highly ranked, um, squad or party. He gets kicked out of the party and instead has to go around being uh um like be an adventurer. I think he was part of the heroes the heroes party, so he's literally kicked out of the heroes party and he's now become an adventurer to so start it from ground zero because when he was with the hero, um he didn't need to be called an adventurer because he was in the heroes party. Yeah. Um so he has to start again from being an adventurer and stuff like that again. Um the synopsis does, however, also say that he's um, the reason for the success of the hero's party is because of him and his summons. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, he's he's also like a noob in a sense that he has to sort of go around um, doing, I guess, E rank missions or D rank missions and work his way up. But I'm saying that he still has all the summons who are incredibly powerful and things. Um, he comes across this um, this girl who is a member of the superior race, uh, race beast. Um, so she's like a, a cat or a feline like uh, race. And she, he ends up taming her. And she, she willingly lets him tame him, um, because she sees great potential in him. So, uh, that was how the first episode went down. So he's officially become like a superior race beast tamer. So it's interesting to see, um, how his, uh, basically how his adventures go. So yeah, uh, that's what I'm currently watching. There's one called Shinobi no Itoki. Um, there's no English translation to that. Mm-hmm. So this one is that there's a high schooler, a male high schooler, who is actually the like basically one of the descendants of a great line of Shinobi. Yeah. So he's now becoming the head of that Shinobi family. So he's going to go through training and things like that. Um, in this episode, he has his own personal bodyguard who's a female ninja, and she ends up saving him from a sticky situation where you, uh, he has a, a schoolmate who who likes him, or she pretends to like him, um, goes back to her place, um, she comes into the room, basically in nothing like bras and panties, but you don't see that all that is censored out, so you just see glowing light where her bits should be. Um, and yeah, it basically almost becomes a sticky situation until he looks under the bed because he's trying to just avoid it at all costs and avoid, you know, basically sleeping with her at all costs. And he sees a ninja at the, um, at the back underneath the bed who ends up trying to attack him. And then, like, ninjas from all over the place just pull out doors, closets, all that stuff, trying to attack him. And his, um, his bodyguard ends up saving him. But yeah, it's cool. Right now, it's pretty interesting. The animation is really good, it's really crisp. Um, so wait to see how that progresses. The next one is Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. 
So the, this one is away from the main mobile suit Gundam timeline. It's not it's not related to say um, Gundam Zero or Gundam Wing or Gundam Unicorn. It's its own standalone mobile suit Gundam series. Okay. And this one stars um, so the sort of main so the protagonist is female. Um, Interesting. Her is from Mercury. Her colony on Mercury gets attacked for the Gundam that she now pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens is that after the attack, she ends up going to, I believe, she ends up going to Mars um, and enrolls in a school there. So in the school, I think everyone's got their own, um, I guess, mechanical robot or mecha, I don't, I don't know, or mecha mecha robot. Um, and the way it works there is that they have tournaments to see who's the strongest. So maybe not tournaments, but they can basically challenge anyone to, to become uh, top of the club, I guess, become ranked in the school in terms of uh, being a duelist. So long story short, she ends up fighting uh, to protect this girl's honor um, against this guy who's the number one in the school, ends up defeating the number one almost effortlessly, and um, right at the end, it turns out that that fight was supposed to be the the fight was basically to win the hand of of the chick whose honor she was protecting, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, she's now the fiance of this chick, and I just thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm so adding, I'm adding this one to my list. All right, but this is this is not etchy. It's not anything like that. It could have some scenes like that, but this is purely mecha adventure. Um, type stuff, which I, I really like my mechas, so I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, which from Mercury. Um, this one so far is probably a three-piece. Um, Superior Beast Tamer is probably a half-chicken right now. Shinobi no Itoki is um, half-chicken as well. Um, any any whole let's... chickens out of the new season? Say again? Any whole chickens out of the new season? No, not yet. Because because it's first episodes, I'm still trying to get a feel for it. Because what ends up happening is that <clears throat> you have some animes or from other animes mm-hmm. where they almost copy and paste. So I'm trying to reserve my whole chickens until I see the um, until I see the end of the at least halfway through the season or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's two eternity that's out which I need to see, but I haven't seen it yet. But I already gave your eternity a whole chicken um, last. I think. During was it summer or was it um, winter that I look about it winter 2020 21 I suppose but yeah either way really good series so that was a whole chicken then nice. um the next one is the Eminence in Shadow so Eminence in Shadow is a bit like a fantasy series it's, it's, it's hard to explain because it happens in the real world um where the protagonist. Well, actually, there's two protagonists. Um, I don't know if there's, there's, there's a protagonist and deuteragonist or deuteragonist, whatever it's called. Deuteragonist. Anyway, main character one and two. So, main character is um, is actually um, is actually the boy who is trying to be, uh, for lack of a better word, like. Uh, Alright, so best way to describe it is that he's trying to be the um, the Eminence of the Shadow, which is a title for, I guess, his title for being like the strongest sort of assassin-like character. Who's just, uh, it's hard to explain. 
Um, so I'll actually read up that the synopsis here. Synopsis is, great heroes and diabolical villains are the types of characters that people long to be, but not Sid Kagado. He longs, he longs to become the true mastermind behind it all, pulling the strings, having his machinations drive the entire story. In his previous life, modern-day Japan, he was able to achieve his goals, but now we're born into a world of magic, he will show the true eminence of Shadow. Um, as Sid pretends to be just another average mob character, he recruits members to his fake, in brackets, organization, Shadow Garden, aims to take down the mysterious cult who lurks in the shadows. With plenty of ad-libs, Sid leads his fake organization against his foul, yet surprisingly real, Diablo's cult. So that's the synopsis. And actually, that makes sense, because first watching it, um, you see him in that high school, like that. he refers to uh, a few of the characters, um, one of them being Noshino, who is, um, who is the defrogonist, and calls her NPC. So I was thinking, why is this guy calling her an NPC? This is happening in the real world and things like that. So I don't understand it. Um, after the posting credits, you do see him sort of forming a team, all females, by the way. Um, you have elves in there. You have, I guess, um, beast men in there. Um, and a few other, other, I guess, people from all over the place. Um, I think one of them's also... Um, a magic caster. So he's got a whole team full of them. Mm-hmm. And they were fighting to take on, they're taking on this other group. Um, so that's why I was a bit confused on how to actually describe it. So I'm actually happy that I found the synopsis here. Um, but this is also a three piece, right? That just because of how it starts. It doesn't feel, it didn't feel like it was an Esakai, if you like that. It just felt like, um, like literally just a normal action fantasy type um, anime. Um, let's see. Oh, Mob Psycho um, 100, Season 3, Episode 1 is out. Nice. Um, I'm actually going to do a rewatch of Mob Psycho 100 uh, just to um, recollect myself. Because I think, I, I, so I definitely watched Season 1 of um, Mob Psycho 100. I completely missed on, on Season 2, so I have to go back and just sort of recap on everything. Mm-hmm. But this is one that was created by um, Author 1, um, who also created One Punch Man and... <clears throat> If you see One Punch Man, One Punch Man is very, very similar to Mob Psycho 100. I'll just say Mob Psycho 100 is very, very similar to One Punch Man in terms of the animation style um, and just how crazy this story can get. Next one is The Human Crazy University. Um, so this is a brand new one. Um, animation is a bit more... It's not your typical animated um, anime in a sense. Um, it's, it's, the, it's hard to describe, but it just about very, very bold outliners of characters is, is the way to uh, I describe it. I'm not as crisp um, in terms of the animation style. But anyway, um, the Human Crazy University is about a man who can't die, <laughs> um, to, to sum it up. Um, all throughout his life, he's, been, he's probably been poisoned more times than anyone else in, in human history. He's probably had multiple um, parasites that can kill you. Um, he's had, um, again, multiple diseases. Um, and also, he was a death row, and he was able to escape. Not necessarily escape, but he was basically able to cheat death. Um, he was hung for about half an hour, didn't die, uh, or he kind of died in inverted commas, but he came back to life. So, the um, medic at the jail is basically 
go to experiments on him and see what makes him tick and stuff like that because he's piqued that interest in um, scientists all over the world who are basically just really excited to have someone who, for lack of better words, just can't die. Um, no matter what's thrown at him. So that's an interesting one that I'm picking up. Um, right now it's sitting about a uh, quarter chicken. Um, I have a feeling it's going to give me the same feelings as um, um, oh, the name came away and sells at work. Um, it says that it's going to be informative about the human body and that kind of thing. So I'm sure I'll be learning some real life uh, biology. But other than that, um, nothing else says that it's going to be a sort of like a mainstay anime for me. Um, and the last one is Legend of Mana, the Teardrop Crystal. So this one dropped, I think, today. And again, the synopsis is... Oh yeah, sorry. There is, there is no synopsis to this. But from what I gathered from the first episode, it's basically like your... Um, like your fantasy anime where a character ends up building up a squad and goes on to take on whoever. Um, it's the best way to describe it. Um, episode 1 has just shown the main character and um, just a, one other side character. Um, but Egal is sitting there right now, sitting about a quarter chicken for me. Um, so it's one that I'll definitely need to... Uh, well, I guess by a bit of it will change and the sort of should come out soon whilst I'm watching it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to uh, watching. Nice. The, um, the moment, sorry, the moment a whole chicken worthy anime comes up on your 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 list, let me know um, because out of all the ones that you mentioned there, the only one that really piqued my interest was the Gundam one. So mm. I will be checking out. And I've just I say check out. I say check out the Eminence in Shadow as well. The who? Eminence in Shadow. That's underneath what you highlighted. Yeah. I will check um, ah, so coming back to what we've watched. So you, you did Hocus Pocus one rewatch, right? Yeah. Um, I did. I did a rewatch of Hocus Pocus as well, Six. and I thought that okay. the 1993 one was a lot better than the Hocus Pocus two film. Right, save, um, save the Hocus Pocus two for next week when Thomas is on. That's fine. Yeah. So talking about Hocus Pocus one, um, what I liked about it was that it's just sort of. In a, basically, it's, it's the same vein as uh, the other sort of adventure-type family films we got back in the day. So, and it's also got a 90s feel to it. Um, and I really do enjoy it. Um, I really do enjoy films like that. Um, maybe, it's, maybe it's because of nostalgia. Maybe it's because of the way they shoot it and things like that. But I just felt it was... Um, yeah, it was really good. And Films back in those days as well. I mean, not obviously not every film, but particularly Hocus Pocus, I think, was uh, really good. And um, I give Hocus Pocus uh, three piece for sure. Um, you know, just how I say it, 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 it just recaptures basically what films were like, what kid kid films were like back in the day. Um, so similar to say Richie Rich or um, I guess the Page Master or even Never End the Story, that kind of thing. Those are some quality films you named, boy. Quality Say again? Films. I said those names, those films that you just named were some quality films. Exactly. Um, exactly. Like, but I know for you, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't enjoy Hocus Pocus, no, the original Hocus Pocus. Nah, I didn't. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, did you say number two was better than one or one was better than two? One is better than two. Alright, so I'm going to go for some more crap. <laughs> cool. Yep. Yes, me. Mm, cool. 
Yeah, and that's me done. All right. All right, Stevie, you ain't been on for a while. What have you been watching that we haven't talked about already? Um, That is a good question. <laughs> um, I saw Cyberpunk Edgerunners. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to watch that this week because I still haven't seen it, but you can talk about uh, it. Mine, mine see that. Yeah, I've seen it. Man, this is a damn good series. Mm. Um, it's... I was a, I was kind of gutted at the end. I won't say why because you haven't seen it, mm. Anna, but... Oh, man, it was just... It's it make, it's totally made me want to... I've got to play the game now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, I just... I, I've got to play the game, and I don't know if it's actually going to be any good on the PS4 Pro. Um, like, oh, it'll be good. For it. It'll be good on the PS4 Pro. They've done enough patches and stuff that it'll be will uh, run well. And my daughter's got a, a friend who's got a PS4, and he says that a patch came out, and it was re- he was really disappointed because it was still glitchy as fuck. Oh, but, right. But I've got a PS4 Pro, so maybe it's maybe it can handle it a bit better. But. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my boy's got a friend who's got a PS5, and he says it's fine on the PS5. Um, and I know that you know, like you can obviously play it on the on a PC. Yeah. But um, yeah. oh man, part of me is just sort of itching to just drop a like a shitload of money on a really nice gaming laptop, mm. <laughs> just so I can play this game. Because oh, I'm so inspired by watching this series. It's it just it's such a cool world. I think they are. I'm I'm wondering how close it's going to be. I remember playing a, a game called Deus Ex. Oh, um, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, I remember that. Which was, um, it was like you could basically upgrade different parts of yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like get like cybernetic implants and shit. And you could go invisible and you could like have like a jump really far and you could do, you could do. Yeah, Cyberpunk is similar. Yeah, there was a cool twist, at, like right at the end, where if you'd um, at one point it gave you the option to to accept a, like a, a an update, and um, if you accepted it, you got fuckloads of sort of upgrade, like you know, like experience points, and you could upgrade your shit like big time. But if you accepted that update, when you went for like one of the final boss battles, they they like set off a signal that fucks with all of your um all of your cybernetic implants uh-huh. it means you've got to fight the final boss without any cybernetic implants and oh it was such a good twist and mm. i had so much fun with that game but so if, if if cyberpunk is like that and the witcher um three mixed because because obviously it's made by the same people who did the witcher yeah cd project red um, so I, I imagine that it's going to have a fuck, you know, you could like walk around and just talk to anybody and probably it's probably got a million side quests where you can just do shit. But yeah, oh, man. Yeah, if, has that. if it's going to be like that, it's going to be amazing. But the, this series was damn good. It was just, it, there was so much detail everywhere. The, the, you know, like the, the art style was great. I, yeah. I, can't I can't really find. I mean, it did in one sense. It did the whole bleach thing where they got the the really powerful like woman suddenly becomes like the 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 damsel in distress who needs to be rescued. Ah, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, who's the woman in in bleach who who who? Orihime. Yeah, and she. After the is it the first season where she's where they they're in in 
in in our world and then mm-hmm. in, after the first season they go they then go off and explore the rest of of the kind of like the other worlds um, yeah when they're in Hueco Mundo and they end up um Basically, yeah, she fucking gets captured, and then for the entire rest of the story, she's like just completely powerless. Yeah, it's like this. This woman was like the the most powerful woman ever, and she's just totally useless. Like she needs to be rescued, and and I did get a little vibe with this where there was you're like, sorry, Nana, spoilers, but yeah, at at the end of it, there's a she gets kidnapped and everything and um and i'm just just like ah they're doing that trope but it didn't it didn't really kind of like uh what's the word um it didn't didn't detract from it it was still Mm -hmm. fucking awesome yeah i agree whole whole chicken for me that was really yeah i thought i gave a whole chicken as well actually yeah yeah um i'm gonna get that to that this week that is one of the things i want to get that i've kept on my list because I just really, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, I didn't play the game, uh, but I would love to just definitely play. jump on that shit. It's so yeah. good. It really is. I had a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and the, the, uh, the fucking upgrade he gets at the end is just, oh, it's cool. ridiculous. And then when he does that final fight, he, it just, what happens? I won't say what happens, but what happens in it is just also mental. Mm. It, Anyway, um, no, no, I'll be, uh, once you've, once you've watched it, I really want to talk the shit out of it with you because there's so many bits in it that are just, uh, so cool. Um, I've been watching as, as is my want, um, lots of serial killer shit. <laughs> so you watch so, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, there's so yeah. much, there's so much serial killer shit on Netflix. Um, you could just spend like your entire life watching all the de- documentaries they got out, but but it's fascinating because they really explore like the minds of 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 these serial killers. So mm. yeah, I'm currently working my way through the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. I haven't, we haven't finished it yet because each episode is so fucking heavy. You watch one episode and you're like, fuck, I need a little break. This <laughs> is like this is heavy going. This. This guy is just relentless. He's so fucked up. And just the stuff that go, has gone on in his life. Oh, God, it's mental. Yeah. Um, so we had a little breather and decided to watch a different one called the jo- um, John Wayne Gacy was a serial killer. Oh, um, just funny. Those two happen around the same time because um, John Gacy um, was on death row in the same yeah. prison, I think, that uh, Jeffrey Dahmer went to. Really? Yeah, well, and in, fact, was... in one episode they crossed. It's not like they crossed over, but you do see um, John Gacy's um, execution be reported as oh, really? Jeffrey Dahmer's in prison. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow. Well, John Wayne Gacy was just—he um, was just messed up. He liked dressing up as a fucking clown. And he was sort of yeah. He's the one that inspired it. <laughs> Did he inspire it? Yeah. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, the clown yeah. go around. Yeah, give people he inspired it. Man, this guy was just a nutcase. He he'd like invite people over, and then he'd kind of like start sort of like playing poker with them, or or getting them drinking. Then and then he'd start talking about you know like sexual acts and shit. And if they didn't comply, he'd then 
like either murder them or or just like I don't know. He'd, he'd um, I think they explained at the end of it that he'd been con- like consistently put down and abused by his own dad or something like you know just mentally abused and um so every person he killed was a way of him sort of like trying to overcome his own own issues and that's why mm. he like he buried like 26 people under his house in the crawl space underneath his house it's yeah that's oh my god and they were all young i think they were all young lads um like i think they were all the same kind of like profile blonde hair Young young men, uh, just oh man, mental. Anyway, it's it's a bit of a drug. This these um serial killer things for me, um, get completely sucked into them. Um, yeah, so that's it really. Um, did, did I, I don't know if I did I tell you guys I'd finished um watching um Dota three uh Dota the new series of Dota. Yeah, I need to go back to that because, because basically I binged that in the night. And like the first half, like made sense, and the second half just didn't make sense because they did this like weird dimensional swapping backwards. Yeah, they forth. went to a different dimension, different, yeah. like a different version of reality. When that mm-hmm. next that new season, the season started, I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Exactly. And then you, oh my god, it was like, the story writing in that is so damn good. I was I was totally blown away by the the way that they kind of. They just made everything get bigger and bigger. And, and, oh, man, by the end of it, I was almost in tears. It was like, it was such a grand story. I was just like, this, I don't stop now, you know. Mm. I just wanted it to carry on. Yeah, I'm, I'm a definitely at some point. One, I need to do a rewatch of season one and two as like a, a recap video before going to season yeah. three. And then when I watch season three this time around, I need to be wide awake just so I can pay attention yep. to what's going on. Um, yeah. Because I tried to binge it for the for a recording and um, I clearly just got lost in the weeds because I was half asleep. Oh, yeah. And you totally would. If you're half asleep, you'd like, you might drift off and then come back and be like, oh, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, like, exactly. What, what I, I missed a whole load of like exposition or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. But yeah, I think that's around about it. Nice, um, nice. Well, Comic Con is at the end of the month. Uh, the Blurs crew yeah. will be at Comic Con, so if you're gonna be there, come and say hello. We're gonna be doing some interviews, asking people some questions, um, to put on our YouTube channel, and then just chilling, hanging out. We got uh, some of our American friends coming over, so I'm looking forward to being uh chilling with them. Uh, I might look to go to is it what's that ramen shop in London that everyone's been going to? Is it Uzumaki Ramen? It's a ramen shop. It's a rambling. Bro. <laughs> huh? It's ramen. My, yeah. My, it's, my boy it's went there on the, the day that it opened. Yeah. Um, so. I can't believe that it, it's like super popular now, yeah, isn't it's it? Yeah, it's like... It's, it's, always, it's always been popular. That's why they had the new location because when I first went, it went before the pandemic and it was in Barbican. Uh, it was very, very small. It was about a third... Is, is it a third or maybe even a quarter of what the size it is now? Mm. So, um, yeah, so they got the new site, the new restaurant, and it's so good. Um, the, they have the shop there that allows you to buy um, figurines. I've got Hinata, Naruto Sasuke um, figurines in my house now, so that's, that's 
Um, they sell headbands. I think they have some Akatsuki um, gowns as well. Um, they sell chopsticks, but then the food as well is um, is all narrative themed. Um, you can have ramen, or like tonkotsu, which is uh, beef ramen. Um, sorry, tonkotsu, that's pork ramen, but you have beef ramen as well. Um, they have bubble tea that's and then the names are based off of um, each of the tittle beasts, for example, so that's all there. Um, so I got talking to one of the guys there, actually, and they'll say that they'll be down at Comic-Con, and, um, you know, they will be taking booking requests as well. So um, they said that consensus is a lot of people going to Comic-Con will end up going to Uzumaki as well. So it'll be interesting to see everyone at Uzumaki just dressed up in their, in their uh, cosplay outfits. Yeah. yeah, I am and so just, just hungry just right being now. Being nerdy. <laughs> oh my god, I'm looking at the menu online. It looks so good. It's good, and the balls, the balls are big. I mean, the balls are big. You will definitely feel them full. Mm, yeah, man. So we are gonna be at Comic Con. I, w- do you know, I would love for someone to come along and just be like, "Hey, like you, bless us. Like I listen to you, like." Yeah. Other than someone that I already know already, like obviously the anime freshman is going to be there. So if there's someone there, you know, please come find us and say hello because that will make my year. Like I will be so gassed. Um, but yeah, come another episode nicely done, nicely wrapped up. Looking forward to um, recording again next week. I will let you guys again. Hopefully, it should be Saturday at eight o'clock. And um, I am going to, I don't know, I think I'm just going to. Vo- Depending on who's on, because I again I'm blaming Stevie for the technical difficulties on the internet thing. <laughs> Depending on who's on, we will might be live on Twitch as well. Because um last week it worked off beautifully without a hitch. Um so yeah, without further ado, Stevie say bye to people. <laughs> bye. Sorry. <laughs> Mine say bye to people. Bye everyone, catch you next time. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Bye bye now. <laughs>